welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Brooke, and as always, I'm here with your co-hosts, Irene and Alan. This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, Cult of Chucky, available on Netflix. On our first show, we kind of want to talk about why we're here, why Streaming Unicorn Podcast. And we're here to provide a queer perspective on film that you can get through streaming services. Right. And we decided on streaming services because you don't always have the money to get to the theater, but you've always got your friend's Netflix. It's true. So we'll be watching movies from uh, Netflix, um, Hulu, um, things that are available on Amazon Prime. And can you think of anything else yet? I don't know. Is there anything else? That's, that's pretty much all my time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So a little bit about us. Uh, we'll start with Irene. So I'm Irene. I am a bisexual half Mexican social worker by day, Batman by night. Um, my favorite movies are uh, superhero movies and, of course, The Notebook. Mm, she's got it for the Ryan. Yeah, The Notebook is its own genre. It is. Yes. I, I have declared that. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be. And so, Alan, tell us about you. Well, I am a married gay man who also loves films, and in particular sci-fi. Uh, even like horror movies, and when you combine sci-fi and horror together, it's like the bomb. Kind of like Shake and Bake. And I helped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or is that Talladega Nights? What what are, what are you talking about now? I don't get that reference. What? I don't get it. That's shake and bake. I don't get it. What As are you like, tell about? me. Do you know shake and bake? I have never watched that movie. <laughs> Irene, Irene stands alone. <laughs> <laughs> I only know this because I watched it last night with my stepson. Aw. Oh. He likes shake and bake. <laughs> and he and helped. I helped. <laughs> I'm Brooke. I am a queer trans woman, and my favorite genre of movie is horror, which is why I'm super excited about the movie that we're uh, reviewing today. It is Cult of Chucky. So for the first time, Ooh. let's get to the details. Cult of Chucky was made in 2017. It's directed and written by Don Marcini. Oops, Don Mancini who incidentally did all the Child's Play movies, and he's also been a writer on the Hannibal TV show. Ooh. It's starring uh, Fiona Dorif as Nika, Alex Vincent as Andy. Andy! The original Andy. That's right. And Brad Dorif as Chucky. Also, Jennifer Tilly as... Question mark? Mm. <laughs> uh, so for the synopsis, Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim, Nika. Meanwhile, the killer doll has some scores to settle with his old enemies with the help of his former wife. Dun, dun, dun. So from the start, I was really excited about this because uh, the original Andy was on. I was like, holy shit, it's the original Andy. And I had to like get on Internet Movie Database and be like, is this who I think it is? It is who I think it is. Yeah, for real. I was the same way. I was like, that face looks familiar, yet different. <laughs> Older somehow. Older, oh. yes. As if aged through time. Like, um, for me, it didn't even phase me. I was like, oh, it's Andy. And I just moved on. Mostly because of the disturbing stuff that was happening 
in like the first scene. So. Yeah. And like, okay, so the obviously any I gotta warn everybody that every episode of this is going to be filled with spoilers. So we really recommend that you watch the movie with us before um before listening to the podcast. And if not, then be okay with the spoilers. So I will say that it started off with this date and y'all dating is hard. Y'all know. <laughs> y'all already know. Right? This dude, this is just how a date goes, isn't it? It's like, yeah, this guy's kind of attractive. He was in a horror movie when he was a child. This is fantastic. He's interesting. And then he starts talking about, like, gun ownership rights. (laughs) 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 And he's like, well, you know, weapons for protection against evil. And, oh, man, that's when you know that something has really gone south in this date. This dude has history. He's going to bring a lot of baggage. Right. My favorite part of that date, though, was he's like, uh, I only own one or two. And then it flashes forward <laughs> later, and he's standing in front of an arsenal. Okay? So, right. number one, super liar. Number two, I was like, ma'am, you know, he's had a rough, rough, rough childhood. Okay? I'd still, you should still give him a chance. But then, You would I'm give like, him a chance, I, wouldn't you? You know. Mm-hmm. You know. You're like, you know. I'm going to give everybody a it's chance. It's just a whole arsenal. You're just really weird and not my type no i didn't go for it no i didn't know about the arsenal yet everybody gets one chance to murder me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's keep it to the movie and not my personal life oh oh, (laughs) sizzle (laughs) and it's like you're sitting around you ask so what do you do in your spare time you know i like to chill with a torture head (laughs) (laughs) right right dude opens up his cabinets and there's chucky's head that he blew off at the end of the last movie and, uh, you know, you just, you can tell he's been having sport with this thing. Yeah, I was like, where are they going to go with this? Where <laughs> exactly. are they going to go with this? Like, if it, he wasn't already messed up from the, his childhood stuff, he's real messed up now. It has affected him. It really is his friend of the end. Yeah, and like Alan, I was wondering, like, where is this going to go? And then in the next scene, there's Nika from uh, Curse of Chucky. I was so excited that this was going to be a, a direct sequel. I know. I like it when they keep the same actor or actress in the next sequel. It's always a bonus. Cause yeah. It always seems to suck when they get someone else. It, it just does. ruins it. Especially Agreed. if it's supposed to be the same character. It's yeah. like, I'm the cousin of Nika. No. That would, that would suck. So really happy about that. Uh, play, Nika played by Fiona Dorif, actually. And her dad is the guy who does the voice of Chucky. Oh, oh, I didn't know I that. I did not realize yeah. that either. That's so I was like, oh, that's even Fun creepier. fact. <laughs> so she's, they, they wake up and she's in this hospital that I swear is wider than a Trump rally. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. It is. Like, the whole thing is just washed completely out, except for the doctor's office, which is just depressingly dark. Well, appropriately so. And I don't know why, I, I guess, I don't know why it wouldn't be. The rest of this movie is completely white, too. There wasn't a single black actor or actor of color in this whole oh, film. Oh, oh. Yes, there, yes was. there was. Who was? Well, you've got Carlos. The, oh, was he the orderly? He is yeah. the gay orderly who oh, apparently is married to his husband. Right. <laughs> his um, husband who has some sort of like he had MS. Yes, and then the the only way I can describe her is to talk about how she died, and that's crazy. So, um. You're talking about the Asian chick? Yeah. I mean, she is a person of color. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I stand corrected. What was her name? Claire? Yeah. Claire. Claire. I don't even yeah. know. Clearly, I don't know. And I must have missed that he had a gay. I like, I don't know. 
my, maybe my phone rang or something, and I just missed the whole actual gay man in this film. Yeah, and he's, he's right. He even had the worst death. Oh God, he did the worst. I gotta say though, even though I was outraged, apparently somewhat wrongly. I mean, there's okay. So two minor characters are people of color. Everybody else in this world is completely white. But I really liked that Nika and that dude that she liked totally hooked up. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. People with disabilities need sex too. It's true. And she was like riding the baloney pony. All the way to therapy town? If you want to call it therapy. (laughs) I'm sorry, but sex is therapy. All right. So, yeah, but let's just talk about a little bit. Like, you should kind of know the person that you're hooking up with because he didn't remember none of that. Are you trying to slut shame her? I no, I'm not. You get get it, get what you get. But you are in a mental hospital, and the dude don't even know they hooked up with you about three minutes later. Okay, which one of him? Exactly. She might have hooked up and had an orgy with one person. I don't know. I think that if you hook up with somebody and things are cool and things are very consensual, and then you find out later that they have this other personality, I don't, I don't think that's on you. I guess that's true, because she did not find out that this particular character was a multiple personality disorder. Right, person. until much later. I don't think that's on her. That I'm not just, saying that is on her. I'm that just what saying, are you saying? Just a I'm fun saying, bonus. I'm all for like knowing the people that you're hooking up with a little bit, you well, know? Yeah. But that could have... Like, we don't know why the dude was even in there. And we're just like, you know, hey, let's be friends. Were they safe? I highly doubt it, Alan. <laughs> they're not encouraging people to hook up they're not and, handing out condoms at right. the nurse's that would look awkward when suddenly Nika's pregnant dun 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 that's true that's gotta be the next one. Oh my god Ooh. we shall see Ooh. I feel confident I didn't we shall see think about that 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 that's interesting mm-hmm. and then in the next scene who walks in but Jennifer Tilly who I don't know I have a serious love hate relationship with her Okay. Like, I hate the sound of her voice. Yes. Yes. And hate her acting. Because she's terrible? But just love kind of the idea of her. Because she's terrible? Why would I love her because she's terrible? Because sometimes you just like crappy things. (laughs) Oh, dang, Alan. (laughs) Not you personally. Sure. Using generals. Mm. Somebody's got opinions. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) About Miss Tilly. That's not, what? what's her sister's name, Meg? Meg Tilly? Shut up, Meg. <laughs> and I they don't. look about the same? I like to that they were like, you look so familiar. You look kind of like Jennifer Tilly. And she's like, yeah, I get that all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jennifer Tilly is playing not herself. Right. Right. But really playing herself. It was Inception. Yeah. In the end, it turned out <laughs> that actually was Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little disappointed, actually, because I was so geeked about it when she was playing not herself. And we're just going to let that hang in the air. Okay, so then the next big surprise was two Chuckies? What? Yeah, that that was where I started my confusion during this movie. Are there more people involved in this now? Is this Chucky times two? What exactly is happening here? Yeah, I don't know. That's when I stopped taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Irene, are you like a big Child's Play fan anyway? No. No? No. See, I'm, I'm interested then because... One of our followers on Facebook, uh, Bob, had said 
that it this wasn't if you weren't somebody who had watched all the other Chucky films, there was a lot to uh, explain in this one. Um, I don't think so because I did see the last one, and then I did see the. Yeah, if you didn't see the last one, there's definitely a lot yeah. to explain. Right, in this but one. I saw the last one, and I saw like the first two, but you know, I saw it like way later in life when it was like replaying on TBS. You know, back in the day. Um, so they cut out like all the really good parts. So I was like, Chucky is stupid. Um, <laughs> until I got to be an adult and I was like, oh, I missed a lot. There's a lot happening in this. See, I'm a longtime Chucky fan. Me too. Chucky always creeped me out. And I always liked the, the theme of like this innocent childhood thing, which should be the most safest thing. You know, you cuddle up with your your best buddy, your good good boy. My, I know, but remember my buddies and kid sisters? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So that movie made those real creepy You both to me. just shuddered about that. Did you guys have some serious fear of your my buddies and kid sisters? Well, my brother had one, and I stepped on its face a lot, so maybe. <laughs> you would have had a starring role in this film. <laughs> <laughs> if you know how to step on a face, then there's a place for you in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's there's things about dolls in general that are creepy. Animatronics are creepy. But animatronic dolls are double creepy. It's real. I don't know. There's just... just I don't want that doll moving. No. Mm-mm. So I always like that theme of like this innocent, uh, safe place being this horribly murderous, foul-mouthed, awful thing that is the opposite of childhood innocence. I really feel like the the franchise has moved away from that. I'd like to see them come back towards that that a little bit. Really, uh, my opinion as a lover of Chucky, uh, Seed of Chucky uh, was and Bride of Chucky were where this franchise went downhill. And I know there's a lot of people that will completely disagree. They'll say that's when it really excelled, but I can't stand that mess. No, uh, that's why I really liked when Curse of Chucky um, came out. Yeah, because it was because a throwback. It was throwback. It was different. Um, and then I felt like now it's kind of a new. It's like they took. It started out more horror, became more campy, and now they're trying to kind of go from campy back to horror again. Yeah, but still be a little campy. Right. Yeah. Like still pay homage to it. I right. mean, it right. went. It went from child's play to Chucky. I mean, that's, yes. I mean, that's, that's kind of how one. the movie developed. Some of the campiness in this worked out really well. Like when he's at the, the first time Chucky, you, he's alive again. And he's in the hospital. And he's walking down the hall, and that um, older woman steps out, and she thinks he's a delusion. He's like, "Wow, you are annoying." As soon as I'm done, I'm gonna come back here and kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that was and funny. she didn't bat an eye. <laughs> no, she's like, "All right." <laughs> right. When they're at the end, that Chucky with the the head shaved, and they're trying to decide who gets to kill Andy, and he's like, "Hey." Look at my head. And they're like, yeah, you win. Go ahead. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. These are really good moments. Mostly the campy came from Jennifer Tilly popping in here and there. Yeah, that's true. That's the only time I and felt Jennifer like. Jennifer Tilly camp is something I don't like. No. So you stopped paying attention, Irene, when the two Chuckies, not paying attention, but you stopped caring about the film when the two Chuckies appeared. I was like totally enthralled at that point because I was like, this movie's keeping me guessing. How are there multiple Chuckies? Why did this bitch throw somebody in a grave? What's going on? Right. Yeah. Right. I couldn't tell. How, and because this was all happening in a mental institution with people that clearly had issues, 
it was hard to tell what reality was, which I yeah. thought made this really interesting. That's a good point. One of the things I disliked was that this used disability as a vehicle to tell a horror story. That is true. And like disabil- disabled people or differently abled people are dangerous, you know, this old trope. Um, but I think you're right that there is an element of if you're going to go with that trope, it does throw you off because you don't know what's real. Is somebody acting that way because of some sort of disability or because they're possessed or what? Right. It keeps you guessing through the whole, most of the movie. Right. And that's one of the things I liked about it because I do feel like they explained it in the end. And I also loved like when that dude pops up out of the grave and he's like, grin. Cause, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. For the first time ever, Chucky actually uh, possessed a human. Like he's always trying to do that, but he's he, never done it in a film he before. He did it in the first one, or in the last one, though. That he, little girl he did possess that little girl. He possessed oh, the little girl. Oh, at the very end of that, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which they talk about, but I wasn't sure what to believe because it was coming out of Jennifer Tilly's mouth, right? And I was like, I don't know what's happening. But he did possess that little girl. Well, Emily. Yeah. I know, and I was really like, oh, what? We kind of learned through the narrative that Emily's dead. Yeah. Why, sweet little Emily? Because she was trying to kill somebody else, and they fought back. I guess. Since she wasn't a little immortal doll, she died. She died hard. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, I I think what you were talking about a little bit earlier, um, how is Chucky going to be less fucked up than the doctor? Right? That doctor, I was kind of on board with him, but as soon as he pulled out the hypnotism, he said he was going to hypnotize somebody. I was like, mm, I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. He's a mess. And then sure enough, what does he do? He tries to frame her and kisses her, which was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And won't put those little red heels on her. And then flash forward, like, Chucky's like, man, he can't, he, Chucky could not stand the dude. Like, hit him in the back of the head with a glass bottle. And I was just like... Okay, you're, okay. You're rooting for Chucky. At okay, that Chucky. Point. I'm, yeah, I'm Chucky down with said, this. He was like, I don't know whether to be impressed by you or disgusted. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I that doctor was terrible. I mean, he really plays with trust issues, which adds to that element of fear. I guess that you kind of feel. Yeah, that's true. Who really would, you know, unfearingly just trust a doctor to hypnotize them and right. then not do something like and that? And that actually does go back to that theme I mentioned earlier of being a safe space, and it turns out to be really unsafe. Exactly. Like extremely that's unsafe. That's true. Mm-hmm. Man, see? Cult of Chucky is a lot deeper than you imagined, Irene. Mm-hmm. But, well, I mean, I didn't say that it wasn't interesting. I just said I stopped taking notes. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't know what to say about any of this. I'm just going to watch for a while. <laughs> I can't believe, though, you didn't start taking notes again when that woman started breastfeeding that dog. No, Ugh. no, I was done at that point. I was like. Oh, my God. And there's, <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows, there's this little blood stain po- right soaking through her this shirt. Little bloody nipple stain. And nobody comments on it. I know. They see it. Nobody decides to say anything. See, at that point, though, I'm thinking everybody's part of this cult. I th- I'm thinking like the nurse and everything is like, yes, this is okay and normal because I'm a crazy person. All right. Well, you have to tell the listeners that she thinks that Chucky is her baby that had died. And so, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So she receives this doll and is like carrying it around, trying to feed it, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then they burn one of the dolls, trying to think, see if it was real or not. And oh, then people speak- freaking out. Speaking of that burning of that doll. 
who else was creeped out by those like elongated, melty, pointy fingers? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just creeping me oh the hell gosh. out. I don't, that turned into a little fin because <laughs> it just kind of like melted together. He's just going to yeah. doffin you with it. He's right. just going to shiv you with his hand. Oh. He's been scraping his hand on the concrete <laughs> and he's just going to put it right in your kidneys. <laughs> right. And I tell you what, that whole scene, I was just like... I'm focused on that TV. I'm like, I'm waiting for him to breathe or scream or blink or something. Right. And it didn't happen. I know. And I was, that's really confused me. I was, that's part of what makes you guess a lot. In this yes. movie. I was like, maybe that's just the doll. But no, it's actually just torture check. Basically. He can take the pain. He can. I can't Wait, take that and pain. And deep as bluest, his hand was like a shark's fin. <laughs> Jeez. You're gonna that's how you know he's dangerous. Mm. Then we have the the second one introduced. You got two dolls roaming the halls, right? And you're never quite sure because you only ever see one moving for a lot of the movie, and you're never yeah. quite sure. And you're never sure. It's like, is it this doll? Is it two dolls? Right. And uh, and the whole movie, I kept saying, "What about that head? How did he get out of that head?" Right. Yeah. That. That's... Which unfortunately they never do explain. Maybe that head is still sitting in Andy's closet. What happened to that head? Nobody mm-hmm. knows. It's just hanging. So we'll ponder this question and more right after our next break. If you want to hear more queer weirdos dishing out about movies, join us when we return. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is sponsored by the best sponsor around, you. This podcast is a labor of love for us. And if you like what you hear and want to give something back, all we ask is that you get involved. Send us your reviews, suggestions, and love to comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for bonus content. And we'll link you to all those things through our website at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Most importantly, spread the word about this podcast. Share it with your friends and don't forget to rate and review us. This all helps us to bring others into the fold of movie-loving queers. So, thank you. All right, so we are back. And uh, where I want to start is uh, the real extreme murders. Anytime you see a horror movie like this, you, you're sure you're in it for the story and it needs to make some sense, but it's the kills that are really uh, um, part of what you're in for. Mm-hmm. But I think it, this one was a little too much for me. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. When they curb stomp that orderly, it was just like, I couldn't handle it. I was like, no, and looking away. And I don't do that very often. It was brutal. I felt like that was the most brutal. Yeah, it's like a gang of dolls, like, stabbing him. Drilling in him. Oh, he didn't get curb stomped. It was the doctor that got curb stomped. Oh, yeah. That was also disgusting. That was also awful. Oh, man. That, but, okay, so the orderly was getting gang stabbed. Everything. It was like... Which, now that I think about it, why is the only gay character got to be gang stabbed? Right. That was my thought as well. I was like, is this is this a subconscious thing? Is this an overt thing? Do we have an aversion to happily married gay orderlies? Right. And why has it got to be an orgy of death? Well, he was the only one that got killed by all three At once. of the Chuckies. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Uh, mostly because I'm just like... That's not the worst death. I mean. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was brutal to me. I, thought I was unprepared for how brutal it was. Hmm. Maybe I'm You're just. You're just dead inside. Maybe. I'm, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just desensitized. Hey. I what, don't know. Well, what did you think was the most brutal death? When Chucky threw that thing through the glass and it like chopped that woman all up and her, oh, head, her oh, head rolled across the floor. That was glorious. Well, See, that was different for me. I, th- I yeah, was like. I was like. Oh, that was beautiful and I was awesome. Like, Shard of glass. Gone. Because as soon as that big piece fell and hit her head, I was like, oh, 
or I guess you, I don't know. I guess it is debatable because I also thought it was pretty horrendous when he shoved his arm down what's her face's throat, <laughs> oh. and she just <laughs> gagged on his hand to death. She's like, I'll try to make it not hurt, well, and I was like. Chucky, right? You right. got a melted fin hand. You could right. just make it quick, but, but you're just gonna choke her to death. No, did he rip out her like throat or something? Yes, I think he, he pulled did. her tongue out. But yeah, he, so, pulled he was pulling out. something out, and then and then he just went for it. Yeah, and then broke his arm off in her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, that's extra. That's kind of, <laughs> that's <yeah>. extra. <laughs> that's a good place for puns, though. Like he really wanted to give her a hand. <laughs> He took an oath not to do her any arm. Don't choke on your aspirations. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, though, as far as deaths go, I wasn't too broken up about hers because she'd already thrown that dude in the grave and she breastfeed that doll. And I'm all for breastfeeding, but not dolls and not when you're getting that bloody nipple print. (laughs) (laughs) You are real judgy, Brooke. (laughs) I will happily take that. I will happily take that. I am judgy. All for breastfeeding, but except under these specific circumstances. Yes. <sighs> Don't breastfeed evil dolls until they bite you. But it did bring her to an epiphany about her dead child that she apparently murdered. Yeah, it did. She kind of got cured through this, but she traded it in for a different kind of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. She was really trying to smother Chucky. And I was like, oh, damn. I, I know. Does he I, even breathe? Right. I don't right. think he breathes. But I was like, I hope this works. I hope that you are beca- you're getting you're like, rid of one of them. You're like, we need less Chuckies around less here. Chuckies. I can't keep up. No. I thought, they, it, I thought they did a real good job of letting you know which ones were different. There was the missing arm one. There was the regular one. And there was the short hair one. Um, I think, though, that you know we all had reactions to these deaths. And I think that is a testament to how good the effects were. Uh, as a horror movie fan, I love practical effects. And uh, this was full of them. It, it, it definitely had some digital effects. And maybe that's why I didn't find the, the glass so horrific, because that was mostly digital. Mm. But there were so many physical effects in this, and I thought they did them really, really well. I agree. I felt like several of these people just kind of deserved it in their own little way. Right, like that doctor? Yeah. I don't think anybody gets their deserves having their head turned into that, though. <sighs> It's like oh. Chucky and Negan from The Walking Dead <laughs> just went to town on him. I, I, I think he deserved it. Um, I'm all for it. Stomp uh, away. It was like they were just dancing. Stomp away. It was like they were dancing in red pudding. Ooh. Ugh. Ooh. That reminds me. When I was a kid. You danced I don't know in I red pudding? This. No, never. Oh. But there was somebody who was trying to show off and they mixed their red jello with their mashed potatoes. <laughs> and they were like, look at this, everybody. So, of course, we were all like, eat it, eat it. And they were like, no. It was really a letdown. <laughs> oh, that, that's your story? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I was like, this is going to end real good. No. No. Disappointed. The, the moral of that story is we all suffered from asbestos poisoning and died. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I can never have red jello or mashed potatoes again. Together? I, Together. I, I would Good, give you, I've done you a favor. I'll give you, you a dollar to eat it. That ain't near enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like that child from my childhood. Dream killer. Dream killer. So one thing I didn't like was that apparently when you're possessed, you're cured of cerebral palsy. Yes, she, I... She didn't have cerebral palsy. Yes, she did. 
should CP. Did she? I thought that was like. Yeah, she did. That was the result of. Um, I, I don't know. Was it in the previous movie where they revealed that Chucky, when he was still human, had injured her in the womb? What? I don't remember that. In, uh, what was it? The uh, Curse of Chucky? Yeah. Um, there was like a, a little backstory where um, Nika's mother was kind of dating Chucky when he was still, what is it, Charles Lee Ray? Charles Lee Ray, right. When he was still a human or whatever, and he kidnapped her. He was infatuated with her, kidnapped her she, while she was pregnant. And because she ended up calling the cops on him, he kind of took some revenge out on her by, like, wounding her in the womb. You don't really get to see it. They kind of cut off scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but it leads you to believe that he is responsible for her not being able to walk. And she even admits that to him um, when they come out of the flashback from that movie. She's like, so you're responsible for me being this way? I don't remember any of that. I Googled it. She does have cerebral palsy. So did well, he I give mean, it to her in the womb? He may have somehow affected her. I mean, that was what they lead you to believe in that last movie. Well, or that he leads her to believe. Um, but yeah. So, I mean... I don't know what you would do to suddenly give somebody that. Well, right, because cerebral palsy is not something that's just in your mind. It's it's a real physical limitation. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm going to dance on out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that she just up and stood and walked. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, she was a Frankenstein for about two seconds. <laughs> and then she's strutting like my, John Travolta. She's a little stiff, and then she's just staying alive right outside. Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a cool cat. I can walk now. So I did too. I also liked that Andy showed up. I thought we were only going to get him at the beginning. Uh, finally, he shows up. But he was so ineffective. Like, so, Oh, my gosh. He had such a good plan, though. He shipped a Chucky doll there with a gun in it. So he'd have a, he'd have a weapon. Chopped all the tear off so that he, could, he knew which one was the doll that he sent. Right. It's a solid plan. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He ends up in the padded room locked in there without any way out and that's where he is at the end of the film yeah likely blamed for all this murder that's all through this place also for having owned so many guns terrible shot wastes all the bullets (laughs) that's a good point i was like i mean he was at point blank range right and and i and knowing there's only like probably eight bullets at most in that gun you're just gonna like (laughs) and ineffective it was i was out you know I was disappointed. Yeah, I know. The fact that you knew there would be eight bullets in that gun is not surprising either. Well, I don't know if there was eight, but I know there was not a lot. Irene grew up as a soldier of fortune. I was not. <laughs> I'm afraid there's like a kill no, code that no. if I accidentally say it sometimes, she's just going to black out. She's going to pull a shotgun out from under the table I and go to town. La femme Nikita, you. No, yeah. I am not a Manchurian candidate. Or, ooh, I would like to be um, Long Kiss Goodnight. That's what oh. chefs do. Chefs do that. that yeah. That, that's, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a sleeper agent, yeah. always be long kiss goodnight, sleeper mm. agent. I was really on board the whole time for this movie until, pretty much until the moment that Nika stood up and the rest of the movie was trash. I would agree completely. Also agree. I It, it took a nosedive, just crashed straight into the ground. She walks out, her and Jennifer Tilly have this awkward kiss, which made me mad. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of queer anything in this film uh, other than the mention of a guy's husband. And then these two kiss. 
for purely a strange, awkward, um, awkward. Look at these girls kissing in a movie. Well, that's Dang. different. But really, that's not even. It's still a straight kiss in my mind because inside she's a man. She's Chucky. So mm-hmm. it's still kind of a straight kiss. It's totally a straight kiss in my mind. Um, so I thought that was awkward. And then they get in the car and they have this awkward kind of banter that's meaningless. And then they're just like, leave. Right. Let's Why? Drive off. It was the worst ending. It was the worst ending. There's no closure. It was just totally, it, they, it's like they drove right into the next movie. Right. And Jennifer Tilly's doll was in the back for no reason. I know. Just to kind of move its head it and just, go. <laughs> it was just in the back. Or to let everybody know that. She can do it too. Well, yeah, that's basically. True. I mean, that's, that's all point. I could get out of that was that. Oh well, clearly she can split herself into multiple vessels as well. And they missed a great opportunity because I thought that was going to explain what happened to Chucky's head, the torture head. I thought it was going to be in that car because that's the car that Andy showed up in, but it's nowhere to be seen. It's no. just Jennifer Tilly's doll. Meh, meh, meh. So that definitely brings us to Alan's what if moment. So. For those that don't know, which is everyone, (laughs) every movie that we see with Alan, he usually at the end of it, we're talking about it and discussing how it went, and he comes up with some what-if moment. And sometimes it's filthy, sometimes it's very thoughtful, sometimes it's deep, and I don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to feature that on this podcast. So, Alan, what's the what-if this time? Well, I'm going to break everyone in gently, you know, since this is our first podcast, their first introduction to what-ifs. And I'm just going to go with my thoughts were, what if that doll had not been possessed by Chucky, the one that Andy brought? What if Andy had somehow figured out how to possess the doll and he put himself into that doll? And we were going to be able to know that that was Andy because of the shaved head. Oh, that would have been an even better And I'm movie. thinking that would have been like really he, cool. He could have pretended to be Chucky and at the last minute it's yeah. like, guess what? I'm a hero. Right, I mean, that, that could have had so many other possibilities leading to a much better ending than what yeah. we witnessed. And Andy would have played a better role in the in the end of this movie as opposed to just being trapped in a room. Agreed. Right. I felt like he was like an afterthought at the end. Yeah, he was a disappointment. That would have made it a better movie. Yeah. So, Dan Mancini, next time before you write the next Chucky movie, give Alan a call. Call Alan. Because he's going to make it better. That's right. And that was, that was a really gentle what if. It was yeah. like... A, a little what if lube for the listener. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get you guys a little opened up and ready for the other <laughs> what ifs. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's finish out with our reviews, uh, our, our final ratings for this film. So on Streaming Unicorn Podcast, we will give a film a number of stars for how much we enjoyed it in general. We will also give it a number of pride flags for how satisfyingly queer it was. Irene, why don't you start? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it two stars. Oh, dang. I, I just, one, it was not as good as the last one. And I had some hopes for it. And then they jumped all sorts of sharks in the middle there. So uh, I didn't really enjoy this one that much. Um, and on the queer level, I'm going to have to give it one flag. Well, you're generous. I actually really enjoyed the movie. I liked the setting of it in the in the mental institution, the darkness of some of the characters, and like Brooke mentioned, you know, here's your safe space. Let's ruin it for you. 
I felt like there were a lot of things that really played to a psychological fear, even though there was a little camp thrown in. So I gave it four stars, about four stars for enjoyment. And then I'd give it even a half star for the queerness level or yeah. a half rainbow flag. Yeah, that's fair. So for me, I'm, I'm pretty similar to you there. Like I said, I love Chucky. And it's not like I was going into this expecting the English patient. So for what I was expecting, this was a solid five-star movie for me, yeah. five out of five all the way up until the end. And the end was so bad and so poor, and the, and the role of Andy was so poor, it dropped down to four for me. Mm. It, it stole my joy and my happiness. And so I'm stealing its star. Okay. <laughs> now we're even. Nah. Nah. And as far as pride flags, um, y- you know, like, like I said, I even missed that that guy had a husband. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was mentioned once, I guess, and very fleetingly because I, I just didn't get it. So I'm going to give this one, I, I would say it would get a plus one pride flag for Jennifer Tilly, but then it also gets a negative one pride flag for Jennifer Tilly. For Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I'm giving it zero f- pride flags mm. for me because um, it just ain't gay enough, especially when the, the gay man it gets brutally gang stabbed at the end. That's crazy. If you liked this episode, please review and rate it. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. That's even better. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Boys in the Trees. It's Alan's pick, and you can watch that on Netflix with us. Uh, So give that a look. And when you're done, send your review to us at comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. We may just read it on the air. If you want to see us review a particular movie, uh, you can send your suggestion to that address as well. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Productions and is copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Partial logo design provided by Wink Images on freepix.com and theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Irene, and Alan saying, We're your friends to the end. Heidi ho. Ha ha ha. Welcome to Streaming Unicast, Unicast Podcorn. <laughs> Send us your reviews, suggestions, and love to streamingunicornpodcast.com. You said unicorn. I did say unicorn. I gotta say. <laughs> That's some gold right there. Dude.